Welcome, I'm Luke Worsfold and this is the Lisa Podcast. Welcome to the Lisa Podcast. If you don't mind just yeah, introducing yourself and yeah, letting us know who you are and a bit about your journey to get here. Sure, uh, my name is Austin Cooper. I've been uh, uh, big in sobriety. Uh, I've been sober since April 10th, 2013. Um, and really it's been, you know, the most amazing past four years of my life. I, uh, back in 2016 started kind of an online community called sober evolution. And, um, it's been a lot of fun and fulfilling and I've been able to meet a lot of amazing people through it. And it's really, uh, been something that's uh, been able to help a lot of people. So I, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio in the United States and, uh, last year moved down to Florida and uh, so that's where I'm residing right now, about to, uh, you know, try to wait out this uh, big storm that's coming our way. Yeah, okay, cool. And what sort of was your motivation to, like, start this online community? Um, well, you know, early on in my sobriety, I, I really focused on building myself uh, in all different areas. So, you know, I knew my physical, building myself physically would have so much to do with, uh my mental state and, and helping me become mentally healthy. And it, and it proved to be very, very true. Um, and then uh, as things went on, I started working on personal development in my life and, and that, uh, you know, really built me up and um, helped uh, grow my confidence and uh, really helped me find out what I'm passionate about. And really in the process of that, um, I was able to, you know, share my experienced, uh, sorry, experienced strength and hope, uh, to many people. And, you know, it really seemed, uh, uh, to help a lot of people. And so, you know, in my mind, I was like, you know, how can I share my experience, strength and hope and everything that I was learning, uh, in this, you know, in this journey of personal development, uh, how can I spread that to more and more people? And so, you know, I looked around at, you know, a few options. And I thought, you know, how cool would it be to start something on Instagram? Um, you know, I was reading and uh, going to a lot of conferences um, for life building and personal growth, things like that. And I was getting, you know, I was listening to these incredible, you know, even quotes or mindsets or principles that, you know, people had implemented into their life to really build it. And I started using that and it started really building my life or I would see a quote and it would really change the whole course of my uh, philosophies and in my life. And so I knew that uh, using Instagram would be a great way to share some of those quotes and those mindsets and philosophies and that it might be able to help other people as well. And really, you know, starting back in January of 2016, right away, it just started growing. People were sharing everything uh, that I was saying and, and sharing and um, you know, I, I, like I said, been able to meet so many amazing people and it became, you know, almost like a networking thing to where, you know, we were really working together to, you know, build even more sobriety communities and things like that. And so, yeah, back 2016 started it and it, you know, has grown to, um, I think there's over 30,000 followers on Instagram now. And then it moved, you know, we moved uh, a bunch over to Facebook and, and the website. And so that's just growing and growing and growing. And I think, you know, it's just shedding a, a really bright light on recovery because, you know, I've been able to have so much fun throughout my recovery because I'm really, I guess, pushing myself and I'm finding out that I can, if I can accomplish 
what I accomplished by, you know, admitting to myself everything and then, you know, becoming willing to make some changes in my life, I was able to accomplish a lot early on, which showed me that I can keep accomplishing things and keep growing. And so, you know, that's uh, kind of what started it all. And, and I'm glad to uh, see where it's gone. And, and I can't wait to see where it's going. Yeah, cool. It sounds yeah, really awesome. And yeah, I guess similar to my story in a lot of, in a lot of sense. But how would you say, you said you almost like built on your own growth, if that makes sense, and it showed you the possibilities. How would you define sort of like the first, like getting the ball rolling? You know, as they say, getting that first bit of momentum is really hard. How did you go from being like an addict to getting that first yeah, bit of momentum? Um, I mean, really, the first thing I had to do is become completely and 100% honest with myself. And that you know, it was very difficult because, you know, for 10, 15 years of my life, I, I was not honest at all. I'd come up with excuses for everything and I'd justify everything, you know, to do things that felt more comfortable at the time instead of what I needed to do. So I had to become 100% honest, like zero lies. If I caught myself lying, I'd have to, you know, completely turn that around. Um, and as hard as, you know, it, or as scary as it may seem, to be honest with ourselves, you know, uh, after I did that, that really set a foundation for me to really build my life on top of. And um, so that was, you know, number one right there. Um, and then having the willingness to do whatever it takes to get out of my, you know, current circumstances and situations. And that meant, you know, making certain sacrifices that, of course, you know, I, I didn't want to have to make, but I knew that, you know, if I'm surrounding myself constantly with alcohol and drugs after deciding, you know, to get sober, um, you know, I, I'd be at a lot of risk. And so I really had to make sure that I, I wasn't always around parties and drinking and all of that stuff. And so, you know, I really from day one decided, you know, my life was just going downhill so fast. And once I became honest with myself, I knew that alcohol and drugs I had a problem with it and I, I knew that, you know, I couldn't manage it. I had tried it for a long time. Um, and so I knew from day one, like, I'm going to be sober for the rest of my life. Let's accept that and let's just move forward. You know, I had to accept it. And uh, really the moving forward was, well, how am I going to have fun in sobriety? I think that was one of my biggest fears that I wasn't going to know how to have fun. So let's figure it out. And so first thing uh, that I really started doing and creating habits with, like I said earlier, was my nutrition and my um, physical health. I knew from taking psychology courses and nutrition courses previously in my life, I knew that my brain would be deprived of dopamine, serotonin, all of the endorphins, because I had relied on drugs for so long that my brain became you know, dependent on those drugs to make me happy and make me feel good. So I knew that I'd be completely deprived of it, but I did know that by changing my diet around, by by working out, you know, hardcore or exercising hardcore, I'd be able to naturally build those things back up in my brain. And so I'd be able to, you know, within 30 days, hopefully, you know, regain the happy chemicals going to my brain. And I worked and, and you know, I just kept pushing on and pushing on and I realized, you know, how great it is to kind of go a little bit outside of my comfort zone bit by bit. And I knew it would be uncomfortable, especially in the beginning to work out because I hadn't really, you know, I would do push-ups and sit-ups here and there, 
uh, for years during my drinking and consider that working out. Well, you know, that's just, I, I was completely plateaued by that point of, of doing those things and really wasn't exercising to where I needed to. And so, you know, of course I knew I would be uncomfortable, but it takes about 21 days to create a habit. So that with that, you know, piece of information, I, I was like, okay, let's, let's exercise for 21 days straight and let's eat healthy for 21 days straight. And really just within that time period, it became second nature. And by accomplishing small goals with, you know, my fitness and my um, nutrition, I was, you know, it was fulfilling too. And that gave me a boost of, of confidence and everything. And I was like, you know, if I can, um, if I can accomplish these little goals, I can keep accomplishing little goals. And then I wonder where I'll be a year from now if I keep accomplishing these little goals, because in the big picture, a lot of little goals is a huge, huge goal and a huge, huge difference. So that kind of delayed gratification mindset, you know, really took me forward from that point on and, and really has led me to where I'm at now. Yeah, so it sounds as if you sort of changed your peer group and got to the understanding that these drugs were like giving you endorphins and like feeding your pleasure center. So then you found something else that would also feed your pleasure center, then gave it the 21 days to start to change your habits. But I'm wondering how you think self-worth links into this. So for me, like I used a lot of drugs because I had low self-worth. And what I heard from what you were saying is through going to the gym and building these positive habits, it almost seemed like you were building your self-worth. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, you know, one of the reasons why I started drinking when I was 15 is because I realized it, it kind of, you know, I had self-esteem issues before I started drinking. And so once I started drinking, those self-esteem issues seemed to go away. And so that's kind of what got me started on, on the habit of drinking alcohol and then using drugs. And, you know, of course, it spiraled way out of control beyond that. But, um, and so, you know, once I quit drinking, I was almost back to being that, you know, 15-year-old kid with uh, self-esteem problems and things like that, self-worth problems. And, um, but uh, yeah, once I started accomplishing these little goals, it was this boost of self-esteem, realizing, you know, that I, I am able to do some pretty incredible things in life. And, you know, another thing that's really helped uh, with the self-worth is giving back by, you know, sharing my experience and really um, being able to see it help other people in their lives. So, you know, those things really um, showed me that, you know, without my experience and without me sharing it, you know, I'm not really helping anybody um, but myself, which is also a good thing. But um, it would help me even more if I'm able to help even more people. And, you know, it really gave me the, the sense of purpose, you know, just in the fact that, you know, I can really, even if I just change one person's life out of the seven and a half billion people here on earth, like that is purposeful because you're changing someone's life for the better. Like that's, that's an entire lifetime that can change into them changing other people's lifetimes and so on and so forth. So that, uh, you know, just showed me, um, you know, the purpose I, I think of life, uh, which is giving back and, and helping people and, and helping them change their lives for the better. So, yeah, I think all of those things kind of added up to, you know, helping me find my self-worth and, and self-esteem. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, that sounds really interesting. And like you say, like really noble that you've gone ahead and done that. Um, but what would you say, like, did you have any, like, specific, like, tips or techniques, like, that you learned from, like, the personal development industry or anything like that? Well, I mean, the biggest uh, tip 
uh, was something that I, I hated before, but um, was to read these personal development books because for the longest time, like I, I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was a kid, which is a hyperactive disorder. Um, and so my mind couldn't stop running and running and running. And so it was hard for me to focus on things like, you know, certain school subjects that just weren't interesting to me. <laughs> but, um, so I always use that as an excuse to not, you know, really read books. I, you know, I just hated it. And it, it was like, you know, taking your fingernails and scratching it down a, a chalkboard to me. Like that's how uncomfortable it was for me. You know, I, I would try to read a paragraph and, you know, I just couldn't retain the information, so I'd have to read it over and over and over again to retain anything. But uh, I, you know, kind of gained a mentor, um, which was a huge change. So I, I guess I should mention um, gaining mentors and coaches. Uh, that was huge, huge, huge for me. Um, and so what this mentor told me is that you look at everybody um, who's really doing what they want in life. So they're, you know, succeeding at whatever. And I'm not talking about money, but I'm talking about, you know, doing what truly makes them happy in life. Um, all of them are reading personal development books and these growth books. And so it's like, why would I think I'm an exception, um, you know, to that? And then you look at, you know, the people that typically aren't, you know, really doing what they want and they might, they're less likely to be reading those books. And so I'm like, okay, I listened to my mentor. And so he gave me a book and I, I read it and I had to read the chapter over and over and over again to retain it, but I started gaining these habits with reading as well, even as as grueling as it was. And so um, I started practicing what was in there. Um, so I, I took it very, very seriously. I had to really retain that information and not only do that, but start practicing what it was you know, explaining because these were real life situations that people would use and these principles that people would use in their lives to grow them. Um, and so some of that being like character and it's like there, there was this one example in one of the books that I'm talking about, which changed my, you know, views on character and it, it gave a task and it said, one of the best ways to really start building your character as funny as it sounds is if you go to a, a grocery store, sometimes you'll see people leave carts right in the parking lot instead of putting them back to where the carts go. So if you park there and you see a cart, a stray cart laying there bring the cart back and put it into uh, one of those, you know, the where you're supposed to put the carts. And even if nobody in the world knows that you ever did that, the thing is you are doing something that is helping someone out because later on that night or day, someone's going to have to go all the way out in the parking lot and grab that cart um, or it can create a problem in parking or whatever. So it just said, keep doing that, you know, just do that. That's going to be a basis for building character. And what I noticed through that pretty early on within a couple of weeks of just doing that simple task is that I was kind of doing things that I would have considered before as going out of my way to help people, but I was just doing it naturally and didn't even think twice about it. And so it kind of grew my character. And so I started doing that and I was like, wow, like this is, and people would start conversations with me. People would come up to me and, you know, be nice. And it's like, the universe just works in this mysterious way that when you're really doing good um, out of the kindness of your heart, you know, good things start happening to you. And so I was fascinated, um, so fascinated by that, that I just haven't been able to put books down since. I was like, man, these are giving these really good tools and techniques um, that, you know, have really uh, been growing my life. And man, I, I can just, I've read so many books, I, I can't even keep count anymore. Um, but, uh, you know, they've really been able to open me up to new philosophies and um, ways of life and ways of thinking and 
Um, you know, my life is completely different because of those things and because of having a mentor and a coach. So hopefully that answers uh, your question or part of it. But no, yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. And I think I think it was Albert Einstein that said you can't solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that created it. I think you do really have to learn to like learn to solve your problems and, and read books. Uh, me personally, I really like audio books. I'm not like a big like sit down and read a physical book, but I listen to audio books all the time, yeah. and I think Just that massively helped. Um, but maybe this is a good thing for both of us. Like if we both say like three books we thought really helped us, we can watch back and like listen to each other's books, and it'll give some benefit to the audience as well. Oh, absolutely, man! Totally, I totally agree with that. I love sharing. You know, I love. You know, I'll be at a, a coffee shop or something, which I used to hate doing as well, but I knew that would put me out of my comfort zone. It would get me used to being out in public and around people because I was, you know, pretty shy. Um, but uh, what happened with that is I'd be sitting there with a book. Someone else would sit down there with a book and they'd either compliment the book or ask about it or I'd ask about their book. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm forming a relationship and we're sharing these principles and practices from different books. And so we're really sharing this valuable information or, you know, be, being able to suggest certain books to each other. And it's really amazing how that kind of networking uh, can really benefit your life. Yeah, so what would be your sort of like free books? If you could give out, say, like free books that really helped you, what would they be? Yeah, um, one that I read last, a little over a year ago, and I've read it two or three times since, was The Four Agreements. Um, and it was really amazing just because, you know, even throughout my sobriety, like sometimes I would kind of overlook some of the lies that, you know, I was convincing myself of. Um, but the Four Agreements was such an incredible uh, way of just kind of in a, in a nice way showing me what the truths of life are and what the lies of life are. And so it really opened up my eyes, um, especially in my daily life, to you know kind of point out what is the truth of life and, and what are you know some of the lies of life, if you will, um, and uh, you know. It, it was so easy for me to look past the truths, I guess, some of the, the true things that, you know, uh, um, some of the things that I can't change, some of the things that I can change in life. Uh, what are they? And, and, you know, the truth is that I can solve this problem if I'm willing to do the work and, and put it in. And, and the lies are, oh, it's way over my head or way out of my comfort zone. I can't do that. That's the lie, you know. So the four agreements. Um, has been really, really big. Um, another good one was the slight edge. Um, and that one talked or taught about delayed gratification. And I know that's kind of a, it's almost tied in with business, but it, it's also so much about life. I mean, you know, really the principles that are used in all of these books, um, you know, even the, the 12 step uh, everything, you know, they all use the same principles because they've been around forever. Uh, they're not going anywhere and they just kind of spell them out in different ways. Um, and so the slight edge really hones in on the principle of delayed gratification, which, you know, for me being an addict, uh, all I wanted was, you know, gratification now, 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 like I wanted every to be gratified right now. And, you know, so I'd go out and use, or I'd go out and drink and then there's my little bit of temporary gratification, but then obviously there's consequences to that. But 
the delayed gratification, a really good example he gave was even if you if someone told you to read 10 pages out of a book tonight, you'd be like, well, that's kind of a waste. You know, one, it's only 10 pages. It's, it's not anything that's going to really drastically affect my life. Um, so why would I, you know, waste 10 minutes on reading 10 pages? But the thing is, if you read 10 pages every day for an entire year, you've read 3,650 pages. You've read a ton of books. And so kind of getting in that mindset that if you do a little bit each day, a little bit of growth each day, you really go a very long way over a period of time. And also, you know, you look back, say, three years ago, you can, you know, if you really think about it, you can think of a moment three years ago, and it really seems like it was just yesterday. That's how fast time flies. Well, guess what? You know, the next three years, they're going to fly by too. So you might as well put some extra effort in each day and grow each day because in three years from now, you know, you don't want to be stuck at the same place you're at now. You want to be uh, way beyond that. And so, you know, the, the time to start is now and, and put a little bit of extra effort in each day. So that uh, <clears throat> was a really big one for me. Um, let's see. The... Third one, probably the first book that I read, and I, I know I'm not a big fan of the title, but and I know a lot of people do know what this book is. It was written a long time ago. Um, it's called Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. Now, it's the one that has shown me so many incredible principles that also showed me that you know the principles of success with no matter what you want to do. Like I, I'm not even again not talking about money, but it's succeeding at something you love. You know, finding your passion. The principles of success are universal. They do not change. So succeeding at being, you know, healthy, succeeding at, you know, not drinking or, or using drugs, succeeding at being happy, succeeding at your job, business, whatever it is, the principles are exactly the same. And so I had to understand that. And that book really kind of drew that out for me. And it showed me all of these different examples of, you know, what that really means. And so that kind of was the base, you know, for not only just me reading, but kind of opening my eyes up to what personal development really was. And that it's not just this, you know, mumbo jumbo, you know, guru BS, you know, it was, it, it's real and it's very necessary, you know, for those of us who really want to build our lives and be happy and find what we're passionate about. And so, that book opened up my eyes. And what's amazing is, you know, I've been able to talk to a lot of people who are doing those things that they are truly passionate about. I mean, hundreds of people I've talked to and 90% of them, I'll, I'll ask, what was the book that really, you know, changed your life or changed your perception or that you give credit to the success that you're experiencing now? 90% of them say, think and grow rich. And it, it you know, never ceases to amaze me because it's all, always like, wow, that that's, you know, same here, you know, and so um, I guess those first three aren't in any order, one to three, but uh, those would be my top three for sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, awesome. I, I'll do my three, but also I've read Think and Grow Rich, and I'd also highly recommend it. It is a really good book, and, yeah, I think Napoleon Hill was one of the great like, motivational um, yeah, people in the world, really. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah, mine would be uh, Waking Up by Sam Harris. Um, that's a really good book about like challenging the concept of your mind. And then there's another one called The Road Less Traveled. Um, I can't remember the author, but I'll put it in the show notes. And that's really about how... <laughs> that one. Yeah, yeah. And that's about like psychology and how you're sort of 
um, how you're like emotionally, how you emotionally develop. And another one's called the power of now. And that's about presence and being in the moment and understanding you are not your thoughts. You have thoughts. Um, and they're three really good books that, that I found helped me along my journey. Yeah, I'll have to write those down. I, I know I've heard of the last two. I haven't heard of the first one, but I'll definitely write those down and, and start reading those too. I'm excited. Yeah, sure. yeah, cool. And just as we're sort of coming to the end, what are sort of your next steps um, for yeah, sort of your life? Yeah, where is it going? Well, I mean, you know, it's really just still personal growth. You know, I think through that is where opportunity comes from. And, you know, of course, you know, I, I want to build Sober Evolution to be so much more than it is now. And, you know, I've just got some obstacles that I, I need to figure out. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't stress about them. I, I used to stress about this kind of stuff all the time. Um, and so really, uh, one of the things I'll mention real quick is like, what helped me get rid of the stress of like decision making and, and things that are coming up in the future is just understanding that I'm going to be okay no matter what. Like I'm not just going to disappear, you know, and die if uh, I make the wrong decision. And so it's like, you know, no matter what, I'll figure something out to get out of, you know, any bad situation that I might be. And if I'm in a good situation, great. So, you know, I, I don't stress over any of that. So I'm really just looking forward to continuously building who I am, um, figuring out different avenues of growing sober evolution uh, to where I can help more and more people and figure out ways of helping more and more people help more and more people. Um, I think those are some of my big goals. Um, a podcast actually is uh, kind of uh, out there um, in the making for uh, myself. I mean, I, I'm definitely, I love them. You know, I, I think they're awesome. That's why I'm so excited to be a part of yours. Um, because, you know, it's such a great way of spreading a good message and, and helping people. And, um, you know, I, I um, may be starting uh, some work to help other people with their social media uh, building and their marketing building, um, as well as uh, with, uh, you know, different uh, alumni programs. Um, I think that's something that's uh, very much needed in the entire treatment industry because, you know, a lot of these people, they graduate from, uh, treatment center and then that's it they're back out in, in, into the world and don't really have much of you know uh, that camaraderie and, and teamwork so you know trying to figure out you know the best possible way to create an alumni program um, and so yeah I'm, I'm working with you know a bunch of different people and figuring those things out and so that's kind of what I do outside of uh, Sober Evolution but continuously Growing and, uh, you know, accomplish setting goals, accomplishing goals. Um, you know, I, I think all of those things are just, uh, that's what I, I foresee at least uh, for 2017. And then, you know, 2018 will come around and we'll really see what else there is out there. So, you know, uh, there's a whole world of opportunity out there, really. Anything uh, that uh, strikes, you know, my interest, uh, I just go for and, um, yeah, try to accomplish it. Okay, excellent. Yeah, well, we'd love to have you back on the podcast at some point. Um, uh, and yeah, thank you very much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, watching more of what uh, you do. So I appreciate it. I really do. As always, thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share. And I really wish you well on your journey to serenity. <laughs>